so our guest Zensel is uh, going to be performing a song for us. Excellent. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, before we get there, Greg, it's been over a year since uh, the music stopped playing. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've got to see live music. Yep. But uh, you've you've been attending virtual concerts. Yeah, we've seen a few virtual concerts. Yeah. So tell, like, how does this work? What, uh, where have you seen these, and uh, who have you seen? Um, it's usually on. We've been finding out about them via. Uh, Ticketmaster has been sending out stuff or Live Nation, um, the bands themselves, social, yeah, uh, various places, and uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, it's been good. Some have been some have been have been free events. Some have been have been pay what you can, and some have been buy tickets in advance. Oh, nice. Yes, and then it's been a variety of from home to fully produced in the studio. Oh really? Like in, a, like in a live stage sound kind of thing, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Who who's uh, who have you seen and who which performance um was was I don't know if the best is the right term to use, but which one did yeah, you enjoy yeah. the most? They were all good. I mean, Biff was always fun. I mean, Biff's Biff. Mm-hmm. She's always fun. Um the singer songwriter series was quite interesting. That was the uh uh Trying to remember what the name of the the, the organization out of Barrie is, but uh, is that the Tom Four Powers? Chords? Four Chords? No, something? Four Chords is a different one that we saw. Four Chords and the Truth. Uh, Tom okay. Power was uh, Tom Power hosted this one. A lot of yeah. a lot of great acts. Um, it's interesting. The Four Chords was a really neat mix because uh, not only did you get the show, and I don't think you had to sign up for it. But we also got a whiskey and and um, huh. brisket, Whis- whiskey and brisket. I think they called it. And so before the show, uh, Cal yeah. had to go pick up some brisket at a local smoke place, and they sent us uh, a Jack Daniels kit that included. I'm, I hope I'm allowed to say Jack Daniels because it's a competitor to somebody that keeps me. Jack Daniels is our new sponsor, so <laughs> thank you to Jack and to Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it was great. It was, it was the, you know, you did the mixology and they walked you through mixing some drinks and then, and then, uh, then the show started. So it was good. Awesome. It was neat. And what about you? I've only, <clears throat> I've attended one live show. That was the New Year's Eve show with uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Gretzky. Dwayne Gretzky, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've only watched one other show, and that's actually it was a taped show. So you two, and I know Pearl Jam is starting to do this, but you two is putting up four of their iconic shows on YouTube for like forty-eight hours. Hmm. And so um, the one that I saw, and I didn't see it all at once. I sort of had it playing in the background while I was working, or I'd spend a few minutes watching it. Um, they did at uh, Slane Castle uh, in in Ireland, and uh, I had watched that show right after watching um, Rick Beato's talk on the Grammys and lip syncing and live shows, and so I was watching that, and uh, I knew that you know there's only four four members of U two. And I knew there were other musicians underneath. Yeah. Like under the stage. And they've shown it actually at shows where, yeah, you know, as they thank that. everyone, they'll show people underneath that are, you know, playing uh, yeah. the keys and stuff like that. But it's also live. Like you yeah. could tell yeah. uh, by the singing and just the production. I say, these guys are actually playing. There's no, there, there's no track that's playing their stuff. Um, 
And if you uh, want to see if you want to see a U two show, you need to see live at Red Rocks under a blood red sky. If you haven't seen that, I think they're doing that. I think those that's one of the that's shows. Unbelievable. I think that's one that, of the shows. That was also released as a record slash CD back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a that's an incredible show. And they were young, and they hadn't got into the whole Joshua Tree and everything else. It was nice. It was around uh, unforgettable fire time frame. So that's a great album. But I've also been spending because I got my credit card bill today. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been spending money on vinyl. So I want to I want to show off some recent vinyl. So I just picked this up. Julian Taylor. Yep. The Ridge. Uh, which has been nominated for a Juno. A couple of Junos, I think, mm-hmm. this year. His voice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard him before. Amazing album. And uh, he sends a a handwritten note to say thank you. Oh, nice. To, uh, to everyone. So that was... Uh, that nice was touch. Nice. Yeah, great album. I've already listened to it. Wonderful. I've already shown a couple of these. I've shown this, this is great for audio, by the way. This also goes on YouTube for those people that are listening. You That's can true. go to our YouTube channel. Story. I've got uh, I finally listened to OCAD. Nice. Great album. And that song they did on our podcast is on there. Yep. Uh I, these guys, oh, by the way, Story is nominated for a Juno, that album. These guys are nominated for uh, Best Rock Album, mm-hmm. Crownlands. Um, they're going to be huge. I have a feeling they're going to be massive. They're on Strombo last week. Dwayne Gretzky got their own. Pretty neat. Not bad. Um and then I shared this not too long ago. Tribe Called Red. Great album. And William Prince also nominated for a Juno this year. Yes. I don't I, I can't remember if it's this album, but uh he's nominated for, for a Juno. Gospel First Nation. So yeah, that was interesting to listen to. Um he's singing gospel songs. As an indigenous, uh, as an indigenous person, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, this is uh, some vinyl, not including a bunch of Neil Young stuff I bought as well. Yes, yeah. I'm surprised you're not pulling that out again. Uh, well, I've got I've got another one on its way as well. So. <laughs> so there are ways to support bands even during these times. Absolutely. See some live shows. Uh, I'm getting a lot of ads on my Facebook feed from Sessions Live. Yep. Um, yeah, and buy, you know, maybe you don't like vinyl. Buy buy a CD. Uh, go on Bandcamp. Buy directly um, from the band if you can. Yes. Buy buy from the band. They'll uh, they'll make more money yep. uh, that way. And God, when I play telephone tag, I'm trying to get a book off his hands. From Greg? Greg Gatto, yeah. Greg Gottovitz. Greg Gottovitz, yeah. Greg Gottovitz of Gatto. He's he's triple G as well. Awesome. Well, that's the pre-show. And now to our guest. Hi. The following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find him at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Hi, everybody. My name is Zen Soul. I'm an R&B and neo-soul singer and songwriter here in Brampton, Ontario. And I'm just so glad to be on Welcome to the Music. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Perfect. It's great to have you on. Thank great you. So I, I know we're a little bit late, but uh, Greg is kind enough to sing you 
Happy birthday. <laughs> Greg, take it away, Greg. You said you were going to do that. I'm waiting. Greg? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zen soul. Happy birthday to you. I love you guys already. <laughs> Thank you. When was your birthday? It was March 26th, so last week, Friday. So what did you do to celebrate your second birthday in quarantine? <laughs> I went out with my team, actually. Like okay. They took me out to, to eat at um, the regulars. Have you heard of regulars? No, tell me about it. No. So regulars is a spot downtown. Um, they do a lot of shows um, for upcoming artists every Monday until like lockdown happened and you know all that but normally every Monday they would have a performance multiple performances from upcoming artists and things like that and the food is pretty good so yeah definitely check it out what kind of food uh, is on their menu they have like chicken wings fries um burgers okay it's, so a, bar. it's a bar it's a bar oh. King West. Interesting. I'm check that out. Okay. And yeah. ha have you performed there before? Yes, I've actually performed there twice or once. I believe twice. Okay. Yeah, twice. Nice. What? Well, well, so, t tell me, like, more about the space. What kind of, what kind of space is it? And it's uh, regulars, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty small. But for a bar, it's a decent size. Um, they have like mm. chairs for people to sit and eat. But for the most part, a lot of people like to stand because it's a bar. Yeah, yeah. It was actually cool because mm -hmm. I performed there once during quarantine. And the thing oh. is, yeah. Um, but it was when they were allowed to open again, but have like a minimum number of people indoors. So what they did was they have like a whole screen that like blocks the performer from the people. Okay. But it's see-through. So, like, you can see us, but it's just, like, a whole screen. It's kind of cool how they mm. did that. But, okay. yeah. So, I performed it twice now. And the first time, it wasn't quarantine. It wasn't COVID time. So, we were, like, it was nice. This time was also cool. Not as packed, but it was still pretty decent. That is that's awesome. At of, that's at the corner king of Bathurst, right? That's the... Yeah, I... I believe it. I know it's at a corner. I don't remember yeah. the intersection, but I believe so. It used to be, it was a sushi place, high end sushi. Back really? Then. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old bank building, right? What? A sushi place? <laughs> it, it was previously. Yeah, I'm going back a few years, but yeah, yeah. I have an obsession with sushi. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. So you telling me that is just shocking to me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was a high-end sushi place, like really great, like wow. really, really good. Place. It goes down. If, it's, if it's the same building I'm thinking of, yeah. I'm just looking at the pictures of the high ceilings and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Oh, there that is awesome. Here we are talking about food and, and birthdays. Music podcast. And birthdays. Yeah. We talk about everything <laughs> on, on this life, podcast. Life without food. You got to talk about food. Oh, food, yeah. food and music. What is life without food and music? Food and music, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Zen Soul, uh, <laughs> born in Nigeria, is, did you come straight to Canada or were there stops along the way? I came straight to Canada at the age of seven. But oh. I did, um, I was in New Jersey for about a year. So after I came to Canada, I went to New Jersey, stayed there for a year, went to school, and then came right back. So. Okay, okay. Family decided to check out the U.S. for for a while. No, it's actually my aunt and my uncles. My, my most of my my whole family is honestly in New Jersey. So when I originally came to Canada, it was just my dad was already here. My dad um, went to school here and things like that. So I just came, and my mom and my brothers they stayed in Nigeria. Then they came a year later, but mm. while I was with my dad, I guess it was a bit hard. So then I went to New Jersey to stay with my aunt and my uncles 
tell oh, my mom. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so your love of music, and and now that you know you're performing, you you've got uh, a couple of uh, EPs under your belt. Um, where where did uh, you know your your history in music come from? Your parents in music? Was it a, is it a cultural thing? Tell me about. To be honest, I don't know, but my mom tells me that when I was younger, I know I was a crybaby as a child. <laughs> I came out of the womb crying. And I like to say I wasn't crying. I was singing. I was just singing. Okay. It wasn't tears because they would give me everything, food, this. Like it was to the point neighbors would come to my mom, like, what are you doing to this child? <laughs> and absolutely nothing to me. I just cry a lot. So I, I always said I was singing. As I got older, I, I have a memory of my brother and I fighting for this microphone we had that was connected to like a cassette um, player and we'd record like vocals into it. It was really cool. Um, and my mom said I would use, I used to come into her room. I would have all the sheets on, like I'm performing, like it's a gown and I'd be like performing in the house. So music has always been a thing for me, <laughs> but like, it, it came from nowhere. Like no one in my family was really doing music. So I don't know where it just came from. Mm. Yeah, it's it's odd. And I read somewhere that you've, you've been writing since you were 11 years old. Yes, I always loved writing. Like writing has been my thing. Even writing storybooks, like just writing in general, poetry, anything writing. I, but I hated reading. I hated reading growing up. I like mm. reading now, but growing up, I just hated it. But I loved writing. Like there's a story I, I tell. Um, a teacher actually called my parents in when I was in, I think, grade six, called my parents into the school to talk to them because I wrote a storybook that made it seem like that's what I was going through at home. Oh, but it wasn't. I don't know where the idea came from, but <laughs> I was writing wild things as a child. <laughs> and they it, it just felt so believable because it's like, where is this imagination coming from, you know? So that's why they called my parents in and my parents had to be like, no, like, what, this is not happening in her life. <laughs> I don't know. Writing has always just been my thing. And I just write songs and play it for my friends at school and things like that. And then that's when they just started being like, Angie, do this thing. Cause you know, it's interesting because I, I'm sorry. No, I was no, going to say it's interesting because, because uh, you know, to what I hear from a lot of people in terms of the, what they're feeling about your music is the power and the story and the, the, the message. So it's interesting that you had that back then, like you were able to convince somebody, not convince it. And now you were trying to convince them. But you you had convinced your teacher back then that you were going through that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that people feel like it's relatable because that that that's my whole goal. I feel like what's the point? Like, I mean, there's always every song has its um its purpose, but the type of music that I put out, I always want them to have a meaning. I want them to impact people. I want people to be able to relate to it. I want people to understand me through it. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but your music, would you say your music is dark? Like that story you wrote? I don't think so. Right. I would say yes. Um, oh. I have dark, I have dark moments, but that's why I've been trying to release a lot of love songs lately. I don't want to be known as <laughs> that artist that's just pain, you know, <laughs> when you think pain of angst. Pain, I don't want that. I want there to be like, all round kind of feel when you think of me, you know. Nice. Do you remember Zenso the first song that you wrote and also performed? The first song I ever wrote. Oh, and also performed it or yeah, or maybe just wrote. I could remember writing us I don't remember how it goes anymore, but I remember a song when I was 11. That's that's why I say I started writing at 11 because that's the only song that I could, that's the first song I could remember writing. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't remember how it goes anymore. But the only 
the only song that I could remember how it goes, it's so embarrassing. I even had a rap part in it. <laughs> All right, let's, I, let's listen to this. All right. <laughs> it was called Number One Fan. I'm not going to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Who, and, so, wait a second. Hold on a second. Who's you were the number one fan of who? I was saying I was just telling a guy that I could be his number one fan. I don't even know where that came from. I I feel like maybe I had a crush on somebody and I was uh-huh. about it. I, I don't know. Are you oh. sure you don't want to say the name? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll leave that. Here's here's what I want to know. Here's what here's what I want to know. You started writing at a young age. Yes. But it's only been, what, three years um, that you said, from what I've read, that you said, okay, I'm going to give this thing a chance. So yeah. what, what's what's happening in your life between, you know, age 11 yeah. and, you know, just recently? So... Although I was writing and I thought I had a nice voice, I would like um, audition for talent shows when I was younger and I wouldn't get it. I wasn't getting it. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't sing. Like I thought I could. And that kind of shot my self-esteem for a very long time. So I didn't focus on the voice. I started just focusing on continue writing, like just okay. write in general. Um even me entering the music industry, if anyone asked me what I wanted to do, I always said, be a writer, be a songwriter, be a song. I, I just always wanted to be in the background, you know? Um, but I always had people pushing me. So I would like do sh- talent shows and I would just sing. But um, I wasn't taking it seriously, to be honest, until um, a partner of mine an ex-partner of mine um, decided to pay for me to do 10 studio sessions wow. um, mm-hmm. for my birthday, as a birthday gift. And that's how the Worth EP came about. So because of him, I put out music. And I'm the type of person, once I put something out there and I put it on all streaming platforms. <laughs> so it's like, once I put that out there on streaming platforms, because he wasn't going to let me just put it anywhere. Like he was like put it on Spotify, Apple. So as soon as that was out there, I'm the type of person, I have to know that I tried. I have to know that I put in all that I could. And that's the only way I could have peace with moving on from it. So that's why I I have to keep going because I won't have peace until I see how far I can go. So all all the music that you're writing before, like were you writing it? For fun. Like, but like with 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 like musicians and artists in mind, or was it you? Just me. For you. It was yeah, just for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know how to go about the songwriting route. I didn't know what to do, <laughs> so I didn't pursue it the way I, I could have because I didn't know what to do. But once I put music out, then I was like, okay, I guess if people notice me, then maybe they will reach out and ask. That's how my mm. thinking, because I really didn't know how to pursue it. And coming from an African home, music wasn't a thing. So <laughs> for me to be pursuing in the first place, so I never put my mind and attention into it to even try to figure it out. I was just focused on, okay, I need to get my academics together. What were you studying at the time? I still, um, I did psychology in university. And then I went to college after and I did um, occupational therapy and physiotherapy assistant. Cool. I want to to ask you more about work. Yes. You had these songs already, like at least the lyrics... And your partner said, happy birthday. You got 10 sessions. Um, I had maybe some, but not all of it. Like, for example, my song, Pricey, the first single I ever released, he was like, try a trap beat. 
try a trap because he's a trapster. Like he loves traps, trap music. He's like, try a trap beach. Let's let's see. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. He's like, just try it. So I already had the birthday gift and I tried. Okay. The tra- yeah. So so some songs were were um me just worth EP to me was me just testing the waters, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what sound I can do and what people can relate to that still like is me, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the songs were not written before. But I've had like I have so many songs because I I write so much so often and I get bored of old ones as I make new ones. So it's always changing. So Greg, we've asked a number of our guests, you know, how they what inspires them and and where they write. Uh, Mm -hmm. we've had guests say they can't write at home. They need to go somewhere else. Uh, we've had guests say they, they write on a piano. Some have told us they, um, uh, they write with a guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, you're the first person Zen soul that needs a car. What, what's so what's, what's up with this? I, I don't understand this. Explain this please. I don't know. Like I'm a really, 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 really busy person. Cause although I'm doing music full time, I also still work. I've been working at the hospital this whole time. Um, oh, wow. This whole pandemic. Yeah. Doing physio and occupational therapy assistant. I, I, I'm a rehab assistant, so I'm still doing both at the same time. So sure. my car is the only space that I have where it's like uh. just me for a second. <laughs> So, and I, I I don't have to overthink as I'm driving, you know? I feel like when you start overthinking what you want to write and your lyrics, it starts becoming frustrating and difficult. But when I'm in my car, I'm just listening to the, and the sound in my car is just amazing. So the, I feel the sound in the beat. So I just freestyle as I drive. And if something clicks as I'm driving, I'm like, wow. So I'll quickly voice note it on my phone or it's stuck in my mind and I just find the next line and I just keep going. That's literally how I, how I do it. I don't know. That's fascinating. Do yeah. you take, do you take, do you find yourself taking long drives then like to and from work? If I make, if I'm writing something and I'm like, Ooh, this is so good. <laughs> I will, I, I will pass my house, <laughs> drive around. the <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can finish it. <laughs> Zen, so can we can we sort of take a break here? And I, I'd like to talk yeah. more about, um, you know, th- this work that you're doing in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Greg and I, when we started doing these uh, episodes virtual mm-hmm. um, last March, you know, we'd ask people how you doing and stuff. And I think maybe after six, seven, eight months, we stopped that. Uh, you've, you've been in the hospital, you know, for over a year now. Um, to, I, to, do you have a story? And uh, yeah, do you have any, any stories of some of the great things that, that your, your coworkers have been, have been doing? Yeah, they, they've been doing like with COVID patients, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the just being a lot of people in the hospital sometimes they forget it's covid patients just because you care so much mm. you know like um i had to do i had to do um cuz we still as a therapist assistant we still see covid patients um i don't see as much covid patients like if i do see covid patients then I know I can't really do much music stuff because now I've been exposed and I don't want to expose anyone. Right. So I don't see as much. Um, But when I do see COVID patients, I find sometimes I actually forget that they're COVID patients. And a lot of my coworkers have said the same thing because it's just like, for some reason it just goes out the window because you just care so much and you just want to see them better and go home that yeah. it's not on your mind. Oh, make sure like, you know, don't touch, 
you're not scared. You're not as, I'm not as scared as I thought I would be. That's basically mm. what I'm to say. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, and to Karina's point and bring back what we would ask at the beginning, how are you doing and how are your coworkers doing? It, it's a year in. Um, we're fine. It's just, everybody got a break <laughs> and we feel like yeah. we didn't get a break. And, um, yeah. it's like, they, 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 they try to encourage us to take vacation, but vacation to do what? To just stay home. It just doesn't feel like, we don't feel like we're gaining anything from the vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of annoying because when all the nurses and everyone was, were getting pandemic pay, for example, they basically said, rehab, you guys are important. We need you at the hospital. Don't go home, but you guys don't count. And everyone got it, like, including receptionists who don't even touch the, touch the patients. And like, we weren't included in that. It kind of just, it's not even about the money. It kind of made us feel yeah. like we're not valued, you know? So that kind of had a, um, a lot of the rehab staff down for a little bit. Not even because of the money, just because of the lack of yeah. feeling valued. So yeah. I don't know. We've just been, we've just been there, and yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything you do and your team and and everybody. I mean, absolutely. Thank. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and and um, Greg, you probably know this, but uh, another former guest of ours, uh, a country singer, Kelsey Maine. Um, very interestingly, uh, was a nurse, uh, mm. left that focus on music full time. And, uh, after the pandemic started, she went back, uh, to the hospital, uh, to take care of, to help take care of people. So it's, it's people like Kelsey uh. and, and you that, uh, uh, that have, uh, you know, really been at the front lines, uh, of this. So, uh, again, to repeat what Greg just said, thank you. Yeah, thank you for for everything. Um, okay, let's get back to get back to music. This is this is Greg. Greg, this is where we'd have like a commercial. It would be a commercial that would play. That's true. Um, so first EP worth out the yeah. door. Yes, you've got it up playing and stuff like that. Um, was there a point in time? where you realized, holy shit, people are actually listening to this. <laughs> yes. Tell me. Um, no going back. Like, people really liked Pricey, but Pricey wasn't me, 100%. So even as people were saying, oh, I really like Pricey, I wasn't ha- as excited because it, it didn't feel like me. But people saying no going back really touched, lost really touched. I was like, oh my gosh, people actually like me. They like <laughs> they like what I'm doing. And um, uh, DJ Smarties from Vibe 105 um, was playing Lost on the radio, and he um, so I was like, wow, like it's even on the radio. And um, even Flo. Low chose Pricey to put up, which makes sense. <laughs> they put put Pricey up, and people were like sending it to me, like, and, and I'm like, yeah, I have to, I have to continue doing this because I can't let everyone down. Because I find a lot of people say, oh, it's hard to support upcoming artists because they put out a song, a like one two song, and then they stop, and then they give up, and then it just makes me feel like, even though it's just a re post or something for some reason it makes people feel like they've now supported and invested in you by putting doing that post and you just stop so now i'm like okay i can't stop because so many people now kind of like you got this you got this i can't disappoint them i have to i have to show them i can do this do you remember the actually has this happened to you have you heard your own song yes Oh, oh Obviously, yes. you were you were in your car driving somewhere. <laughs> yes, I was definitely in my car. I was in my car when Pricey came up. Um, I was in my car when when Lost and Waste Man. My song Waste Man featuring Anika Marie has been on Vibe 105 for a long time now. It's still on there. And randomly, I'd be driving and I hear it. Or people will send it to me. And I scream every time. <laughs> every single time I'll be in the car like, ah! 
feeling of knowing that there's other people on the road listening to this too, you know? <laughs> what, do you, what did your family think of this? My gosh, my dad at first, like when I was younger, was like, no music, no music, no. Like he just felt like the music culture involved drugs and being peer pressured to do things we don't want to do. Like that's just what he saw as the music culture. But then when he started seeing artists from Nigeria do music and make a name for themselves, then he started to say, oh, how's that music thing you were talking about? <laughs> so now he's like all in. He's so supportive. Like if I need him for anything with it, he, he will be so down to do it. My mom has always been supportive. So my family, my whole family, even my grandma, She'll listen to all my songs. She's like, I just heard your new song that just came out. Like, they all <laughs> listen. It's, it, I just feel so much love from my family. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, I know you've, uh, this, last summer, you released Coffee. Yes. I want to ask this, though. But, you know, between, uh, between Worth and Coffee, I think you released a couple of other singles or, or was... Or were yeah, those singles um, part of, of worth? Afrobeat. I released two Afrobeat. And then there was another um, R&B song. But for the most part, it was two Afrobeat um, songs. I wanted to tap into the Afrobeat world um, and see what I could do. If I could find a way to merge soul and Afrobeat. Mm -hmm. the one. And I, I've been working on some Afrobeat that I think I've figured out the the secret ingredient um i just haven't released them yet but i do plan to release them soon who who are your influences in in merging some of those sounds together like bella bella kuti um a lot of newer artists um i wouldn't say the older artists um influenced me much they probably did just because my parents would play them all the time, right? So, like, we are a product of our environment. So, they probably did. But I would say Burna Boy. Because Burna Boy is by Fela, so I can hear it in there, too. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much it, yeah. I would say. And I, I guess a lot of the soul, soul artists from America... They all, they incorporated some Afrobeat vibes into their music. That's what makes them the neo soul that they are. Yeah. So are you doing like what's the what's your focus in terms of releasing music? I know Greg Greg has asked this before. You know we're, we're seeing a lot of you know newer artists release you know singles. You know every every couple of weeks or every month or so they'll release one single. Sort of you know keep things you know, mm -hmm. moving forward. Um, other people, we've had a few guests on, new artists that are, are releasing, you know, full-length albums, you know, two a year sort of thing. Um, what, what what are your thoughts on, on, how, on how you want to release music? I'm a storyteller, so I find it hard to be just a single-based artist. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I can do that because there's only so much you can say with one song, you know, like you can tell a story, but you can't tell a full story. Mm. You know? So I, I, I've been trying to find a way to balance both because the culture now, people go through songs like this, like this. They don't have time to listen to your story. Now they just want to hear is the melody catchy or not. And they're out. So I'm trying to find a way where I can release some singles and incorporate them into my project. So anytime I release a single, I already kind of have a story with that single that or project. So that's how I've been trying to do it. Release singles from my project right. and then the whole story. So Zen Soul, we yeah. have a, a segment. Yes. Um, that we're calling lost venues. Yes. Is there a, a a place that you've performed at? It could be local. It could be anywhere um, that you have fond memories of that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Yes. The Harlem underground. Um, I had another artist um, named Malcolm in the, 
Alex in the middle, sorry. I almost said Malcolm. Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> Alex. So he's um, an artist here in Toronto. Um, he was he used to work at Harlem Underground before they closed down. And he wanted to, to bring other artists together. So he had like a band and he had other art, a lot of different artists just come up and like perform with the band. So we had like a short, quick rehearsal with the band and we just did a performance and it was really, really good. So many people in that venue, so many people. It was a small space, but and it was packed. This was pre, um, pre-COVID. It was packed mm-hmm. and the food, A1. The food was amazing. It was like Jamaican style um, food. I don't remember where it was downtown, but it was one of those spaces where the windows open out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was a really nice, really nice space. It, it sucks that it's gone. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but that space was really nice. It was really nice. Yeah, West End Queen, not not too far yeah. from uh, Trinity Bellwoods. Yeah, I think I read something, read up on it one time. Um, I think he made a home out of, the is it the crates no what are those things called those long they're like I know what you're talking about like the shipping crates yeah. yes the shipping crates he made like a home out of it or something like that the owner of the harlem underground something like that it's pretty oh, cool interesting yeah Greg, you've uh, the name sounds very familiar i'm sure i've been there once uh before you've ever been to that space I've never been there. I've, I've walked past it numerous times. Like when by that back when uh, I was working down at Queen and Bathurst down yeah. that area. Yeah. Yeah. Zeni Soul. Uh, sorry. Zen Soul. Um, tell me. He, he practiced it. He practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. So he just <laughs> jinxed himself on that. He just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were boy. saying. Oh boy! <laughs> good, good luck editing this, Greg. <laughs> I'm leaving this all in, buddy. Zensel, can you tell me more about the Harlem Underground? Like you, you talked, uh, 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 you know, about the food. Um, to tell me, tell me more about the place, if you can. Like, what do you want to know? Like, the people that were there, it was very diverse, actually. Very more diverse than I, I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I found a lot of artists went there. Because I think they used to always do, like, performances to while people ate. So they would have um, artists come and just perform and vibe out. Um I think the the owner was a uh, was an artist himself, like a painter or something. He was in the arts for sure, so he made that space a space that was so welcoming for people in the arts in, in general. Um, Do you remember what song or songs you performed? I remember performing a Summer Walker song. I don't remember exactly which one. Uh, session 32, I believe. I also performed one, an unreleased song, a song that I have that I haven't released. Everyone loves it every time I perform it, but for some reason, there's some songs when you go to the studio and try to record it, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound the same. It doesn't feel the same. I don't know why. I think it could be the the mechanics of the microphone or something. I don't know what it is, but some songs, it just needs to be natural and need to be live in order for you to actually capture the actual vibe of it. Um, so that song, I, it was, it's called Love's Roller Coaster. Um, I performed that that day. I feel like I performed another song, maybe Almost Perfect from my project. Nice. Have you thought of have you thought of doing any like recordings off the floor like that? Like whether it's a live event or just live in the studio like that? Yes. I really do want to. I, I really wanted to do the coffee project all acoustic. Like literally no studio. <laughs> I wanted to do that really badly. Um didn't do it yet. I don't know if I I will, but I really did want to do that. 
Well, speaking of acoustic mm-hmm. and speaking of performances, would you be willing to uh, give us on uh, Welcome to the Music an acoustic performance? Sure. Um, what song would you like to hear? Do you uh, have a preference? How about that song that everybody loves? Everybody picks everyone's different. I, I I guess I would say "Love and Be Loved" is the is the most okay. most loved song. Did I just set myself up? Because that's the hardest that's... song as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Zensel? You pick whatever song you want. Uh, but whatever you pick, t- tell us a little bit about the song. Okay. Uh I guess I'll do Love and Be Loved because it's most people's favorites. Okay. Um, what can I say about Love and Be Loved? That song, I don't know what I was, I think I was, I was thinking about my parents. Um, I don't know. The my parents are not the typical love story I used to see on in the movies. Um my mom, usually, my mom is not like a girly girl, you know? My mom is more like tomboy vibes. And my dad is more the the, the, the annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the annoying one. If I was in a relationship, I'd be the annoying one. But my, my dad is, the, is, is that one. And, like, my mom's always like, stop. But you can tell she loves it. Like, why are you pretending? <laughs> You enjoy it. So I don't know. Whenever I see them, I just, I, I, I feel their love. And love and be loved is me saying, doesn't it feel good to love someone and also to be loved by them? Like, and my parents are the cover art for that song. Oh, nice. They, oh. Yeah. Just because I, I just love what I see when I see what see them, you know? And they make me feel like I, I can find something that exists like I can find genuine love out there that is awesome yeah so I can sing it for y'all sing it a cappella. are you guys ready absolutely yeah okay say it again say it with your chest say it like you mean it baby don't be afraid, I'll feel the same way, yeah, yeah, don't it feel good to love and be loved, baby, don't it feel good to love and be loved. I know I'm complicated. There ain't a perfect lady, but you love me regardless of that. I know I'm complicated. There ain't a perfect lady, but you love me. Regardless of that, yeah, yeah, that's that. Then that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. That was that was great. Great. Thank you so much. Wow. All right. I've never had somebody sing to me, so thank you. <laughs> So Zensel, one of the one of the things we like to ask people is uh, our guests that come on with us is is what 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 is what are you listening to lately? What's in your earbuds? What what should people check out? Honestly, I listen to a lot of my old time sisters, but um, I would add Snow Allegra, beautiful, beautiful, amazing artist, um, Ari Lennox, uh, Summer Walker, her. Jasmine Sullivan, um, Brandy, but I would have been listening to Brandy anyways. There's, I'm trying to think of new artists that I really 
those are the five that I would say I really, really listen to. Um, Sinead, I don't know how to say her name. S-I-N-E-A-D, something like that. Um, yeah, that's who I'm nice. pretty listening to. I listen to a lot of R&B, not too much um, of any other genre that much. And what's up for you next? What's 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 coming up? What's on the horizon for you? I have a project coming out um, probably in May. It will be coming out. It's going to be called Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. It's it's like my. Sorry, it's like my side B. It's like my side B of coffee. Um, okay. You know, so coffee was bitter the bitter side of love, the pain, the hurt. And brown sugar is the sweet side, the beauty and love. My, my idea of what love is, my manifestation of love in my life. Like, so, so far I've released love and beloved and that love. And those are two singles that are, that are in the project. Okay. So that's what is coming. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it because it's just, it's the neo soul side of me. Coffee is R&B. Um, brown sugar is neo soul. That's amazing. Looking forward to that for sure. Yes. Uh, Zen soul, before we let you go, first of all, yeah. thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, your smile, your, your amazing music. and. Thank uh, where, if people want to check out more of you, your music, uh, where can people go? You can find me on all streaming platforms at Zen Soul. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I am on Instagram the most, um, Facebook and TikTok, all Zen Soul. I'm, I'm, I'm an easy girl. You know, I just <laughs> made everything Zen Soul so it can be easy for you. Nice. Perfect. Zensol, thank you again so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. You both are amazing and a vibe. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>